You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Membership Geeks podcast. And this is a very special episode because we are celebrating the eighth anniversary of Membership Academy. Can you believe it? Eight years ago, 2015, when we opened the doors to Membership Academy. And so as has become tradition here, every time we have that anniversary to celebrate every year, I am joined by the other half, many would say the better half of the Membership Geeks. The one and only Carly Willows is here for us to look back over the last 12 months of what's been happening inside Membership Academy. Well, hello there. Yeah, back on the show. <laughs> been like a year, I'm... Um... It actually it has yeah, and that's kind of I think the first um, sort of change that that I'll talk about from the last year, and that has been the return of the podcast. So um, some of you will know on the last anniversary episode, we announced at the end of it that the podcast was going on hiatus. Now some people missed that because the episode was was a bit long, so we spent months fielding questions about how come we haven't released another another episode we're like this is why you listen to the end of the show because you know we had that big announcement but yeah we went on hiatus last september and i think some of it was maybe burnout but there were some definite challenges we'd hit we got to like 350 episodes maybe 340 i can't even remember over 400 if you include behind the membership yeah if you include behind the membership that's over 400 episodes and you know the the blessing and the curse of this podcast is that most episodes are evergreen right like they they don't go out of relevancy and episodes that we put out in 2015 are still relevant today which is fantastic for you because it means you can dip in whenever you want but for us it means that it does become a little more of a challenge to come up with episode topics that haven't been covered before and I think we just felt we were either running out of topics or you know we were retreading over too many things and the fact that I think we were already burning out on that weekly every single week we're talking for like seven years this this show was going out yeah and for you especially and i think we tried to to jazz it up last year by bringing me into it and and things like that but whilst that was good for kind of re-energizing it a bit and taking all of the focus um not putting all of the focus on you still because yeah you'd been doing it for six seven years at that point yeah um it also made the process of creating it more complicated as well it did because i was still kind of prepared like I, i was still preparing and scripting the shows um but when there's two of you you have to script in more detail generally because you need to figure out okay so how do i talk without dominating 90 percent of the the episode like how do we get it balanced um and then that creates some difficulties because i'm writing stuff and then you've got to say my words and that might not be how or, yeah, or make the I, points that I want to make and I've maybe not. So yeah, it became, it, it, it definitely made it a little more convoluted, I think. Yeah. And I think because your natural way, so this, for example, we're doing, we've got some bullet points of, yeah. of things we want to touch on and that's fine, but you're a lot better at speaking off the cuff or off the top of your head than I am. Mm. Um, and so you were needing to 
be more specific in terms of scripting yeah to allow for the fact that i'm not as good at just like saying words as <laughs> <laughs> well it's not just that yeah because i i do have a tendency to just run away um and so had we just had we kind of gone with a looser format for preparing and scripting these you would have a situation where you'd be sitting there with a, a great point you want to make and then I just come out with the same point and totally like shut and, and totally shut the door on what you were going to say next. So yeah, it had to be scripted a lot more. It had to be scripted for two people. There was a lot more, there was a lot more episodes where it was literally written word for word rather than just bullet points. So that was a lot more, um, a lot more work. And we've always been big, big fans of repurposing the podcast content and repurposing any content, you know, repurposing is I think something everyone should look to do, but I think we, we maybe went a little too far down that rabbit hole with how we were repurposing podcasts into blog episodes, into social media content, looking at how we get clips and create videos from those. And I think that repurposing not only means a lot more work for, for, for me, for you, for the team, um, it also became a bit arbitrary. Like we weren't repurposing an episode because we were thinking this is going to make a really great blog post. We were repurposing it because that's what we do. That's <laughs> what we do. Right. They're like, okay, th this is part of the process. Um, and that made it so much harder to choose topics for the show because like a five minute episode, some of our best episodes of the, this show are like five or 10 minutes because like you can get across key points in that amount of time but that doesn't necessarily make for a good blog article so i think the episodes got longer i haven't checked on this but it felt like the episodes got longer because you're not only looking at okay how do we make a good podcast episode you're also thinking how do we make a podcast episode that will be a good 2000 word blog article and not just that that'll be an article that's different enough from the others so that there's not repetition on the on the blog and we're not penalized in search for that and so that really really i think for me made it more difficult to think of topics because there's some things where you can you can revisit certain general themes and just get really specific just about one element of it and you can do that in a podcast episode but if you're doing a blog article like you need to zoom out a little bit more and so the topics, I think, became a little broader. And yeah, it just got more more of a pain to um, to put out. And it was because we weren't just focusing on creating a podcast. We were focusing on, okay, how do we create this thing that we can mine podcast content, potentially YouTube content was what we were looking at as well. Really in-depth blog content. And yeah, when you've done 400 episodes, and then you're narrowing the field like that and making it more difficult for yourself like that, then yeah, it's no wonder that we were a little burned out on it. But of course, I like the sound of my own voice. And so that itch didn't take long to uh, to return, that itch to just vent my spleen into a mic. And of course, we were, con we were getting people constantly asking if it was coming back as well. Yeah, so... I kind of decided to myself, um, and I remember you being like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was a lot more hesitant about the idea of bringing it back. 
Yeah. Um, and because obviously the it was an all-consuming process, you know, there was a point in time where like the one of the, the main things that most of the team were doing, like myself um, and, and our designer and our content manager, uh, and then we brought a copywriter on as well who was then involved in the process, like the whole team was on the the podcast and that's not what we do like we like when we're not a podcast business and so yeah there was there was trepidation about bringing it back but i told myself if i can come up with ideas for 24 episodes so that would be five to six months if we were putting this out weekly if i can come up with 24 topics that i feel you know what this will make a really great episode and i'm excited to talk about it um then I'll explore this. And it actually was much easier to come up uh, with with ideas than I had expected. And I came up with more than 24. Um, and I had to stop myself at some point from writing more on the list. So yeah, that was that confounded for me. Uh, but I think the most important thing is we've stripped it right back. Like it's back to just me, which I'm sure Callie's devastated about cry myself to sleep <laughs> um but you know it's it's also there's less focus on who is hosting it so there's the scope for you know one month we just we have some behind the membership interviews um again when we when we moved to the two hosts in the january we also tried to move to like okay so in week one we'll do a tips one and week two we'll do a behind the membership and week three we'll do a tip and week four we'll try to do an expert interview and we're just overthinking it and overdoing it whereas now it's like you know what if we want to bring a guest on one week or bring a guest on um i think last week's episode or the one before um we had mark asquith on the show next week uh, we've got krista miller on the show talking about web summits um so you know we it's our show do what we want um so it's gone back to one horse we're releasing every two weeks instead of every week i'd rather go for the quality rather than um arbitrarily just trying to pump something out every week we're not worrying about repurposing right now we're not even adding them the website as uh, as like show notes because we've got a lot of content on the website we don't just want to add more into that we're going to figure that out um we've made some small changes so we'd start doing a cold open where as soon as you play the episode, you hear, you're listening to, oh, no, you'd hear something like, um, do you want to know why can't abandonment is the the biggest missed opportunity for memberships? Make sure you stay tuned in for this episode. We're going to dive into it on episode 320, whatever, of the Membership Geeks podcast, and then it would be the intro. But that just adds so much extra hassle in the editing process because you've got to chop things up in different places. Like, okay, let's just ditch that. Um, you'll notice I don't say episode numbers anymore because the amount of times we had an episode recorded and then we had to slip something else in before the episode. So I had to like re-record the intro. Yeah. So we're just giving ourselves more flexibility and it's, it's gone well. I was really, really, um, relieved to find that we didn't really lose any subscribers to the podcast in the whole time that we were away the download numbers are exactly where they were we've had some great reviews coming in um since the show's come back so yeah we are back woohoo the cali's given the faintest of applause over there <laughs> no it's good it is it is um so let's talk about the membership itself and probably one of the biggest projects that um we've we've worked on 
sort of a little earlier in the year. Um, and for me, definitely one of the, one of the things I'm just proudest of to have got to have figured out is the introduction of our membership growth matrix. Yeah, so this is our signature framework for growing your membership. It's also our white whale, I would say, because we've been trying to figure out the best way to put this down and create this pathway in the membership for years and years. We've had so many different variations of it going around in our head, so many different ideas of ways to do it, and never quite settled on what was going to be a way that was going to keep things easy for members whilst also creating the flexibility needed because unlike our membership roadmap, which takes you from kind of start to launch of your membership, growing a membership isn't a linear pathway. It's not a do this step, then this step, then this step in a similar way. So it's this huge, vast topic that is more of a circle really. And, and only some aspects. More of a matrix. Yeah. More of a matrix. (laughs) Um, now I've just got, um, Take the red or the blue pill in my head. No, let's um, not do that. <laughs> Although we kind of, we kind of sort of do that. Like when someone joins the academy, it's like, are you starting a membership or are you growing? Like yeah. that's which not red pill blue. Yeah, which pill do you want? But yeah, so yeah, so this was a big thing for us to have finally nailed. Okay, actually, this is yeah. the way to do it, and we're very much guilty of trying to overcomplicate things. I think a lot of mm-hmm. our earlier ideas for how to do it, we were trying to make it this huge, exciting, like. I can't think of the right word, but just overcomplicating what we wanted to do and how we wanted people to it, use it you know rather it, than focusing on actually, no, yeah. what's going to get people the results that they need. It wasn't even, I don't even think it was overcomplication um, as, you know, we overcomplicate things. I think it was just, we set, we set crazy high standards for ourselves, partly because we need to, because, you know, when you are the number one membership about memberships, your membership needs to be pretty darn awesome because people are are looking up to it as the gold standard, right? Um, and that's great. The amount of people who tell us that they learn as much from just seeing how we do our thing as they do from the materials and the training and the resources, like it's very gratifying and, and we're always very aware of that. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things is hearing yeah. members say, oh, I saw how you implemented this and I've put that into my membership now. And and yeah. it's got these great results. Um, so we're always very aware of that, but it also it is kind of a responsibility. And it also means like uh, we tried a few different things to cater towards the, the growth segment of our member base. And, you know, they were, they were, they were good. They were fine. They were, you know, things like the growth game plans are fantastic. We still have those. Um, we had kind of like a little bit more of a tailored kind of onboarding process and, and, um, kind of content recommendation engine. Again, it was great. And I think in any other circumstance that would have been more than enough, but the combination of wanting to maintain that sort of gold standard level and also just the the pressure we put on ourselves to to really make sure that we nail this. And I think because, the I don't know about you, but that pressure sort of went up a little bit when we introduced the membership roadmap. Um, we've had a few versions of the roadmap over the years, but the definitive version we launched in 2021, and it is the single most comprehensive, practical, useful, amazing um, step-by-step course on planning, 
building and launching a successful membership. Yeah, and we could easily sell that for We could be selling that for thousands. Thousand yeah, people are selling inferior um, courses for crazy prices and we're, we're including the membership roadmap for like a few bucks a month. Like it's, it's insane. But we like the fact that we can say that we do that and we like the fact that it's helping so many people achieve that success. And that's great. But having that side of things so perfect for people starting a membership it raised the bar so we already had this area where we're like how do you condense the topic of growing a membership into something that's structured something that like can be appropriate to everyone wherever they are it's it's crazy there's no straight line when it comes to the topic of membership growth it's all over the place. It's 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 a constant. It's all encompassing. It's different for everyone. Everyone's at different stages. You know, if launching a membership is like having a baby, in which you know you know what the time frame is, you know the general order of things. Um, growing a membership is like you know that child living its life and growing up. Like the enormity of that. How do you create a training framework around that? Everything you do after the launch falls into the area of growing a membership so how like how do you how do you framework that how do you uh, how do you framework in a way that's not just gimmicky we've seen some of the things that we see where it's like well hey maybe we just you know say if your membership is may is making under ten thousand watch these five trainings if it's making ten to fifty thousand watch these five tra-. but it just never felt like it was def- like it was that all it always felt like a bit of a cop out yeah and i think the difficulty was like lots of different ways that we looked at doing it like doing things like member numbers or revenue and things like that it because there's so much variety in memberships you could have a hundred members but be making a hundred grand a month based on your pricing (laughs) and things like that that's not a small membership or you could have ten thousand members who are all paying you you know a dollar a month yeah you know so those two need very different things and similarly you know looking at where somebody's falling down. Somebody might be doing great with sales, but their retention's awful, so the membership's not growing. Or somebody might have great retention, but they're just not making any sales. So there's so many variables involved that it's really difficult to say, okay, if, you, if you're if you at this member number or if you're at this revenue number or if your churn's this or your sales are that, then this is the path for you. Yeah. Unless you have like infinite different pathways to yeah. follow. And we kind of looked at that, and, didn't we? Yeah, we did a variation of <laughs> like, that. How, how do we create something um, where, you know, someone can say, I've been running for this amount of time, I've got this amount of numbers, this is my revenue, these are my priorities. Like they fill in like 10 to 20 different things and then they get like a customized, thing. and we're like, this this will mean creating like hundreds of potential paths and to I, follow and it still wouldn't be it still wouldn't yeah achieve. still have somebody who falls through the cracks yeah. like and i mapped it all out and that quiz and and all yeah. of this and it was just like yeah this is this is too much yeah. and it'll confuse people and yeah it's just there's so many variables involved definitely and so um we we'd kind of put that on the shelf for a bit while we focused on on other things and then obviously what happens when you stop thinking about something the bolt of inspiration comes and the idea of creating that matrix like framework where we just, we kind of keep things simple in terms of trusting members to um, assess where they are, trusting them to, to have more knowledge than, than we do or than we can try and extract about where their priority should be and focus on giving them three core areas of membership growth, market members manage 
I do like alliteration. You do. <laughs> so getting new members, retaining those members, and then everything to do with running, managing, and scaling the business side. Because that's those that are the three core pillars of membership growth. And then within those, having three levels um, according to how advanced or how high level the different key priorities were relative to each other and structuring things that way and and having it in that matrix kind of thing so that you know if someone comes in and they've got amazing marketing they've got decent day-to-day operations but their retention is terrible they can look at that matrix and say okay you know level three on on the market side level one which is like getting the foundations in place on the retention the member side and level two on the the managed side and within those you have that directed training you have the specific tactics and strategies that we've picked out and highlighted as this is what you should be focusing on at this this stage or if this is your priority um and it just makes sense yeah and i like that it still it still provides that kind of guidance in terms of what what we would recommend again for each section or for each pillar and for each stage. But at the same time, you can still choose your own adventure. Yeah. If you want to just double down on marketing and, you know, nail all three stages at once, you can do that. If you want to do a bit from marketing, a bit from manage, a bit from members, you can do that. You can, you can it meet you wherever you're at essentially. Yeah. And that's the main thing of having a framework that is structured and directed enough that, you know, if you, if, if you're not sure where you should go, you're going to be able to come in, and you will know this is what I should focus on. This is the strategy I'm going to implement. Like something that is structured enough and and is useful enough to do that, but is also flexible enough to meet you exactly where you are and help you focus on exactly what you need to do to progress without having to kind of try and figure out your own way through a big library of content or wade through stuff that's not relevant. So we're very, very proud of what we've created, particularly because it taps in as well to the amazing content we already have in the library. So we've not had to create a huge amount of extra content for this. Um, but the frustration had always been like we knew that the like the library, the training library has so much gold in it, but getting people to the right thing at the right time and, and putting that in front of them was always the challenge. Um, and we didn't have that framework to guide people. So... Yeah, that's probably, I think, one of the things I'm most proud of over the last year. Um, we now have this ultimate curriculum for growing your membership that's truly unique. It's highly practical, and it's already helping people at all stages of growth. And so, so proud of how it's come together. And honestly, we're just happy that we've nailed it after trying to figure it out for years. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know, we could have we could have settled on earlier ideas, and we, you know, but always got to be raising the bar but i just i it just feels good to know that we've got the roadmap on the one side for starting membership which is insanely good and now we've got that growth matrix framework to pick people up from once they've launched and then help them grow and scale and you know we're not just talking oh here's this thing that's gonna focus on getting you through your first year or your first an extra hundred members like we're talking about scaling to a point of thinking about exiting the business or selling like it's it's that level that it goes up to so yeah it's awesome very very proud of it so that's one big thing we added to the membership um 
One big thing we took away over the last 12 months, which we talked about a little bit on last year's anniversary episodes, we'd started making some changes. We got rid of our monthly, previously every two weeks, live Q&A calls. And that was that was a big decision. Yeah, it was. We I think I was a lot more hesitant to do that than you were. Mm. Um, because, yeah, it had been such a such a core of the academy since we very first launched. I mean, back in 2015, we've always done live Q&As, one a month initially for the first two, three years, and then twice a month, as you said, from kind of 2018, I think. Yeah, it was June we were, 2018. We started doing these every two weeks. Yeah, so, you know, Q&As have been a, a part of the academy's DNA. And, yeah, and it's, it's one of the only things we haven't, that hasn't changed or like it, it hasn't, I mean, we, we kind of improved them as we went, but it was always the, a core thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and we enjoyed doing them. It was a great chance to yeah. see what questions members had and to turn up live and kind of connect with members. Um, and yeah, we've got a huge archive of Q&A calls, timestamp with jump links to all of these great kind of questions that have been asked over the years. But I think we got to a point where it was a lot of the same questions. Yeah. It was diminishing returns in terms of, you know, as the academy has grown, when you've got thousands of members, it's so difficult to find call times that work for people. Mm -hmm. And so we were getting a lot more, like the attendance wasn't necessarily growing in terms of the member numbers. Yeah, You know, our attendance at those calls kind of, I think pretty much has always been the same after about 2018 Mm. um, in terms of numbers on the calls. And it just didn't feel like the best format for answering member questions anymore either. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we did 128 in total. Yes, I counted them. 128 <laughs> of these Q&A calls, which equates to thousands of questions answered. And again, a bit like with the podcast, like the things we talked about were evergreen. So we had the archive and all the all, all the Q&A call recordings were in there. They were time-stamped. So you had the questions. You could click on the question and it would jump you. And I'm saying this in the past tense. You can do this now if you go into the archives at Membership Academy. Um, you click on the question, it jumps you to our answer. And we can even link directly to an answer from a forum post. So you've got this big evergreen archive. And yeah, that just that added to those diminishing returns that we talked about. So um i think i put a ceiling on the usefulness of continuing to do the q a calls yeah and i think we'd already started changing how we were answering members questions because um early last year we started doing what we called office hours which were drop in drop out calls on zoom where either mike or myself would be on zoom you could come pop by during a specific time period and ask us your questions directly. So it was a lot more of a... (laughs) In theory. (laughs) Yeah, so it was a lot more of a kind of direct interaction with Mike and myself. It was a lot more personal. They weren't recorded, so it was private. Uh, You could share your screen and things like that. So they were a very different format to the Q&A calls. No, they were more informal. You know, when we did the Q&A calls, we were in our little filming studio um, with the professional lights set up and the, the fancy camera and, you know, all the little extra shine. Whereas these, we would stay in our office. We'd be in our office wearing whatever we were wearing that day, as opposed to, you know, dressing a little nicer in some uh, if you go in the archives, you'll see uh, that usually applied more to Callie than me. Um, mine was just chuck on whatever T-shirt isn't creased. Um, but, you know, the 
production value or what have you on the Q and A's was was a little fancier. Office hours we were just they were deliberately informal. It was almost intimate to a degree in terms of you know you're just hopping you're hopping on a call with with one of your favorite membership geeks, right? And the idea was they would be drop in drop out. We you know we kind of envisioned it as we can we can just start the Zoom call and. We tell people the times and we can just crack on. We'll have some work to do and then we'll hear the ding dong and we'll switch our attention to that. We'll have a little chat. We'll answer a question. That person will pop off and do, you know, great things with their membership because they've had some amazing advice. We'd carry on with our work and then ding dong. You know, that was, that's how office hours are meant to work. The drop in, drop out, like not not as intense and not as on and focused as a Q&A call. Um, and they only had one of us at a time as well. So yeah, they, in theory, were a, a way of getting more direct access to us, more personal access to us, because you could share your screen, you'd share links. And and I I felt in answering a lot of the questions that, we were definitely able to go more specific and deeper into just that one person rather than, and because they weren't recorded, like we didn't have to think about, okay, how do I answer this in a way that's going to be more universally useful to other people who might watch the recording and the person answering the question. We did not think about that. Yeah, and there were times when you could have us completely to yourself as well. Yeah. So like if other people weren't there, it was kind of essentially a private private coaching yeah. for that time. So it was a good way to connect with members and answer questions differently. But, but. <laughs> yeah, it didn't... Um, didn't quite go Yeah, members didn't use them quite the way we were anticipating them to. And so they turned more into a bit like our, our Q&As. You'd have a bunch of people who'd come along at the start. They'd stay right till the end. <laughs> They'd, you know, help each other out with answers as well. They'd chat amongst themselves and things like that. And that wasn't what these calls were for. And we also had times where people would come along and they didn't have questions. They just wanted to listen into other people's questions, yeah. which was a big thing people used to do with the Q&A calls. Which was and, fine, which you know. Which was fine, yeah. but it wasn't what these calls were designed for. It wasn't designed for us to be on Zoom for two hours entertaining people essentially yeah um yeah like we said we kind of envisioned it where you know people would just drop in and drop out but people dropped in right at the start of the call and they didn't drop out till right at the end um which is flattering um obviously it's flattering and we love hanging out with people and it's really flattering that they want to spend that time with us but particularly i think when people were coming in the way they would for the Q and A calls to just watch and listen. Yeah, while we were still doing the Q, we were doing. One we were Q&A still, a yeah, we were then. still doing the regular Q and A calls as well. So we were doing uh, an office hours every single week, and one of the regular Q and A calls too. So the office hours made the Q and A calls redundant because they basically they turned into Q and A calls. Um, but then you know. So we got rid of the regular Q&As, but then these office hours were like two to three hour long Zoom Q&A calls every week. So we went from one one hour long Q&A call a month, or actually two, two before yeah. we made the big change. So two one hour long Q&A calls a month to four, were there three hour windows? No, two. Two hours. So four two hour long, essentially Q&A calls on Zoom plus 
a one-hour regular Q&A call. So, yeah, um, but at the it same just, time, which just wasn't sustainable. Yeah, and at the same time, because of the way that we promoted the office hours, the number of people coming to them was a lot smaller as well. Yeah. So we also weren't serving as many members as we yeah. could have been or were with the think, Q&A like, calls. For us, it was, hey, you know, we're going to be on Zoom at this time. Hop along if you've got any questions. It was really casual it was really informal because that's how we envisioned these these calls hey just come and hang out with us as opposed to oh hey we're doing this you know we're doing this great q a session that you should definitely come along to right at the start and if you if you're not there at the start you're going to miss like it was promoted in a very different way so we we weren't getting the numbers to the well we were probably getting the amount of people come to the office hours as we'd expected but using it in a using it in a totally different way um and i think that's a really important important point because you will have that in your membership where you create something and you have a vision in your head of this is how it's going to work this is what it's going to do but your members can think completely differently about what they want that to be or how they want to use that yeah Um, and some of it we you know we tinkered with how we communicated how we explained them and we we kind of we started being more purposeful at the start of the calls and at different points in the calls when people came in about like this is how to use these calls um you can ask a question and you can disappear like we're not we weren't kicking people out of the calls but we we're trying to get across like you don't need to set you don't aside need, two hours in yeah. your diary to come to this yeah you don't need to stay um and again god bless we you know we love our members for that it's so flattering they want to hang out with us for the whole time but when they didn't have questions and if the people who did have questions left, you know, there were days where you're kind of just sitting there making small talk for like 45 minutes and having a nice I had some great chat. conversations about The Walking Dead. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're, talk, you're talking about TV shows and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, that's nice, but that's not what those were for. And again, another thing that you will have with your membership is there will be things that you actually don't mind doing, that you enjoy doing, that you have a very small clutch of members love and and turn like a lot of the people who would come from start to finish they would they became regulars at, at these office hours they never had questions they they just wanted to hang out because they knew that we were making ourselves available um and so we were keeping a very small number of people happy but not in the right way they were they were happy because they were just hanging out and chatting with us as opposed to getting you know advice that helped them with their membership so it was almost detracting like we were doing the opposite of what we want to do and that's a lot of time to put you have to think about how are you leveraging your time for the the betterment of the 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 whole the the greater the wider member base and so yeah like eight to ten hours minimum of our time every single month where 50 percent of it is spent you know just trying to make small talk and talking about TV shows and stuff like that for a small clutch of members just wasn't, it just wasn't sustainable. So we knew that we had to call it a day on the office hours too. We'd already nixed the Q and A's, but we've always been adamant about giving the people, giving people a way of accessing us. Like we think if you're, if you have a membership that's centered around you as an expert, your expertise, you need to be accessible in some way. Um, and while we're accessible on the forum, we we've always we always wanted to give people a, a, a better way or more direct way to 
see our face and hear our voice yeah, and talk to us, us connect with us to us yeah and feel like they're actually getting the benefit of our time and our expertise yeah and so we actually went one step further and a lot of people have said we're a little crazy for doing this for oh, the yeah. for price point of the academy but instead we introduced something called pick our brains which is actually direct personal private <laughs> feedback or access to us whenever it's you need it basically and coaching private private coaching via video message yeah so we use a tool called video ask which is awesome and it enables basically members to ask us a question via video audio or text anytime they need um we get that and then usually within 24 hours we reply via video to their email address so it's completely private nobody sees their questions nobody sees our replies um and it's a it's a great way to actually yeah, connect with us, get that response, maybe things that you don't want to ask in the forum or you don't want to ask on a private call. Mm-hmm. And for me in particular, it was really important. Like an issue we've always had as the Academy has grown is how international our member base is and calls in particular. You're never going to find a call time that keeps people happy. But for Australia, New Zealand and places like that in particular, it's really difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can kind of find a, you can find an overlap between the UK and the US. So you can find an overlap for kind of, I was going to say, if the UK is in the middle, which it is on UK maps, because we are England, we are the United Kingdom. But So you can kind of take care of that left-hand side of the map. But then the further over the right that you get, especially with Australia, you just can't can't find a workable overlap well i mean we've always sort of had can, a call every month that was suitable for that but time zone but it was usually sydney, either yeah but and it, it was, was sydney usually, time and yeah. it was late for so us so it was usually it? either late for them or early for them so yeah. it still wasn't that suitable and so i've never really wanted where you're located to be detrimental to you being able to get access to us no especially as you know i think the u.s is probably all the u.s is our largest member yeah. base uk follows up australia. but then australia because um the, there's a strong online entrepreneur community in Australia. And actually some of the earliest communities I was involved in, um, who I, you know, I met people who have then become members was run by James Schramko. I've totally butchered his name, James Schramko, um, who is an Australian entrepreneur and most of his members were Australian. And so, you know, it's not, you never want to kind of like, Oh, this, you know, we, we can't stress too much about this particular um, grouping of people because they make up a small number. Like, you never want to do that anyway. For other people, the Australian contingent might be a much smaller proportion of their member base. But especially for us, where it's probably larger than in the average membership, like, you you just can't overlook that. You need to get in a way of being able to access you on a level playing field with members elsewhere. Yeah. And I think for me, like this feature has been so good for that, for making it accessible to people that couldn't come to live calls, whether it's a time zone or because they're working and things like that. For people who don't necessarily want to ask their question on the forum, either because they're not comfortable with forums or they don't want it to be out there in public. And sometimes they just don't know how to, how to word it if they've got to write it out versus just, you know, some people like they'll just hit record and just, it's, yeah, this is this is yeah, what stream I'm thinking. of consciousness. Can you, can you help me? And so it's been great for that. And it's also been great for us being able to connect on that deeper level with yeah. like I certainly feel like I know like I've always prided myself on if you post in our forum and things like that, I know who you are, I know your membership, I you know, I can I can tell you about your membership. But yeah, this is Callie's, this Callie's a, brain is an iron trap yeah. for details about 
all of our members. <laughs> My memory's terrible, so she balances me out quite well. I was like, I, I know this person, like, I, I know they're great, but remind me, what's their membership about again? <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like this enables us to even deepen that connection more, yeah. but also it's brought so many people out asking questions who may have been members for years, but have never actually interacted with us yeah. because the other formats didn't work for them. So this has been great for actually, yeah, bringing in those members, engaging with members who haven't utilized the other options that we've had before, but who feel more comfortable using this or they find this more valuable because they are getting just our direct input. And it's a, an interesting thing because we get maybe 30, 40 questions a week. So it's a lot more questions than we were answering before with the office hours yeah. or the Q and A's. Um, but it's actually a lot less work for us and it's more fun because we can, we can do it. It doesn't take as long. We can stick our phone on and record an answer in five minutes in between other things that we're doing. So yeah. it's actually works really well for us in terms of just the flexibility for us as well as for members. Yeah, because it's just an app, it's an app on your phone or you can access it via the browser. I know you, you quite often be in your office because Callie, Callie starts work a bit earlier um, and will be in her office. Her office is very nicely decorated and always very tidy, whereas mine isn't. Um, oh, that is now, actually. You can say it is it's now. quite tidy now. Um, but, you know, so Callie will often do them from her office, whereas, like, I'll, I'll be in another room, I'll have, I'll have coffee, I'll have breakfast, I'll get the phone out, and I'll just I'll send some replies to people just sitting in my, in my nice, comfy uh, recliner and it's you know it, it it's just a lot more manageable than you would think considering how direct access you're giving to your members for them to be able to just they come straight into your phone and it is face to camera or audio some people just send the audio or text if they don't want to record a video and they they're getting it's not just a, you know, it's it's not a, oh, hey, go check out this blog article or, hey, check out this podcast. It's not Hannah, our community manager, linking some resources or giving you a, a stock answer. You are getting a personal private video message back from the people who run the place, from the people who know more than most people have forgotten about memberships. And you, you can message us, like, any time and we'll just reply like where do you get that level of access and so as Callie said people told us we were a little crazy doing this we considered is this something that we we keep for like a high level mastermind is it something that we maybe charge for you know um as as kind of a separate product or a pay-as-you-go thing or maybe there's a credit-based thing that you can use for this because like you don't just give this as part of a regular membership, right? But you know what we said before about wanting to be the gold standard, but also just we really, really get our kicks from genuinely being able to help people and making ourselves that available, especially when we can do it in a way that's manageable and sustainable and more manageable and more sustainable and more fun than the Q&As and the office hours um, had become. Like, we can do that, then why not include it for our members? Yeah, and I like that's not us saying that you should get rid of your Q&As no, and all. do something like this instead. I think Q&As are great, and for most memberships, they're a great option. But what I think the interim 
as I'm calling it, transition of the office hours highlighted to me is that there was two very different types of members we had. We had the ones that wanted that direct access to us for questions where they didn't necessarily want to know community answers. They didn't necessarily want to post publicly and things. They wanted access to us. That was why they joined. That was who they wanted to hear from. And then you had the other members who wanted to connect with the community. They It wasn't so much about connecting with Mike and I. It was about just having other people in a similar space to them, like other membership as we call it, that they could talk with and connect with. And they're two very different needs. And, you know, we, previously we had the Q&As, which kind of did a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And we have introduced, we had other calls throughout the years as well to focus more on that community element. But I think for me anyway, the office hours really highlighted those two different needs that different members had. Yeah. And so that's why as well as bringing in the Pick Our Brains, we also then brought back more community-focused calls as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, the office hours, the direct nature of the office hours definitely sparked something. It, it did spark something, not just not just what Callie's talking about there in terms of um, highlighting, I wouldn't say the division, but, you know, that variance between people who, who are in a place where they need that extra accountability, they need that extra support, that extra access, that extra support system that involves us. Um, versus ones who you know they're they're the content the community side of things um ticks all their boxes so the pick our brains basically being private coaching but from us also just one last point on this with the pick our brains we had from the get-go one of the things that we we said to ourselves to justify making ourselves so accessible to people was well we can you know we can repurpose these questions so we let people know that there'll be certain questions where if it's something we feel other people will benefit from we can repurpose those into tiktok videos or you know like into the membership we talked about the membership but we also talked about you know there'll be somewhere we we turn them into public content like short clip content but it became very evident that actually when you give people this level of access the questions they ask you are so much more specific which makes them easier for us to answer as well. They're so much more specific. They're usually a bit higher level as well. Um, that we looked at that was like, actually, no, they, these aren't things where we're where we want to answer in a way where we're thinking, how do we give a broad enough answer for this to be useful to other people? Like actually having that real private, intimate connection and access with our members where all we're thinking about is how do we help this person? And not, how do we word this in a way someone else watching or listening might understand? That's that's just it's it's a sole difference, um, but it's it's an important one I think, and and it's a big part of why this has been such a useful and valuable feature, and a big part of, again, we enjoy it, we love doing it, um, so you know we don't feel like we're that, f that phrase leaving money on the table by not charging this as an extra so anyway yes that the the kind of going a bit further into giving people outlets for for those deeper connections and building that that support system amongst their fellow memberships. that was a big factor in in the return of our member huddles so our member huddles are mastermind calls small group mastermind calls where 
actually as many people can come on the call as possible and we split people off into little mastermind groups and everyone gets the spotlight on them where everybody else in their group will focus on helping them with a question or a challenge or a problem and you work your way around the group and everyone helps everyone and they're so useful and you know every successful entrepreneur i know in the wider world is it is involved or has been involved in a mastermind of some sort so being able to bring back the ability for our members to connect in those kind of groups um, is something we've been toying with for a while but the experience with the office hours and the q a's the introduction of the private coaching i think just made it a natural time to bring it back and the other factor with that hannah our community manager returned from maternity leave Woohoo. Woohoo, yay and so that of course the timing aligned perfectly on that um because hannah used to host she hosted the um well it huddles. was that odd thing where originally i hosted them or we hosted them then we hannah came on board and she, i don't know that i ever hosted one no i don't think you did i think it was always me yeah because so, it because you are because it isn't the sort of thing where you like me or Callie are there to be the expert hannah's there to be the expert yeah, it's so, a, it's about our members connecting with each other and so that's my excuse for never hosting them. <laughs> yeah, so for the first six months I hosted them, then Hannah joined the team and Hannah took them over and I think she hosted them for like a year and then I hosted them again for six months or so after Hannah went on maternity leave. Yeah. But just due to a combination of, of factors, we then kind of put them on hiatus for yeah. six months. So we kind of always thought that they'd come back when Hannah came back. Um, so as I said, we, we carried them on for six months or so after she left. Um but yeah, it, it now was the right time to bring them back. Yeah, and I think a part of why it's the right time is because we had the private coaching. And so the huddles, I think, complement things like the private coaching, um, the, the pick our brains feature. I think it complements them for that particular segment of, of members who they're not, you know, they've maybe consumed the content they need to consume or they don't need to, get training or learn how to do something they need to be around membership experts and fellow membership owners and so i think the introduction of the pick our brains definitely was more important for paving the way for the huddles as another piece of that puzzle for those people um so yeah we're very excited to have those back hannah's hosting those um and um yeah they're they're real fun and we're real excited to have those back in the mix and members are finding them insanely valuable and it's yeah putting together membership owners from all different um industries some who've been in the game for well, longer than we have um and having them there sharing experiences sharing advice giving different perspectives amongst each other like there's so much power in that so being able to facilitate that um within our membership and not worry about oh but you know what about the people who just want you know input from us because if we host something like a huddle invariably people want to use that as a way of just accessing us and it turns into a q a so um 
I think that it's a good pairing along with some of the other live call formats that we've uh, we've been trying out. Yeah, so we've introduced uh, roundtable calls, as we call them. So member roundtables, so a monthly discussion around a particular topic relevant for yeah. membership site owners. So I think recent ones have been artificial intelligence and how membership site owners are using that. Um, we also had um, completely... You're blanking on it, aren't I you? I am completely <laughs> blanking on it because, again, Hannah hosts these, which is yeah. great because, again, if I hosted these, because originally we talked about doing these quite a while ago with the two of us hosting, but we knew it would turn into a Q&A or a training. Basically, any, us yeah, any time training. that we're on like a group call, people are like, oh, Mike and Callie are here. I'm going to ask them my questions. And that's fantastic. But we've got other ways uh, of, of giving that access. Yeah. And, you know, we we as the experts become a distraction. Yeah. And we didn't want these to be training calls either. It was more about people discussing the topic themselves, their own ideas, their own experiences versus here's what you should do. Yeah. So these roundtables have been a great way to add an additional element to the community where members can discuss those topics. Uh, They are recorded as well. And Hannah makes some great notes on all the points that have come up and stuff. So these are a really useful additional way of, of talking about specific membership topics and getting to know other members too. Yeah. Alongside, we were also doing watch parties now regularly with kind of replaying old content essentially, um, but being there live to answer new questions. Um, And so that's a great way to make use of older content in your library that maybe gets missed, but also is still really valuable. The reaction to that first watch party that we did where, yeah, remember like we took a, a masterclass recording of a live workshop that we did maybe two years ago. That's still like, it's, it's, insanely it's all all still relevant everything we do is blooming evergreen um but it is one of the things that you know unless people have followed a particular you know the 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 matrix framework and they're at that stage or unless they've found it themselves or unless they were here when it went out live they might not have seen it so resurfacing that and organizing a watch party which from our perspective um so i hosted the first one which where we we looked at our, um, was it the Splinter Strategy? Yeah. No, yeah. The the Splinter Strategy Workshop, um, which is one of my favorite masterclasses we've ever done. But from my perspective, it's literally just introducing it, rebroadcasting the workshop. So this is all done live. There's a time, uh, a specific link. Everyone turns up to that. We've got the chat box. So you're replaying, so you're re-airing this previously live uh, workshop. And then I'm just sitting there in the, the chat room and everyone knows that if they've got questions at any point on anything in that that masterclass, they ask and I'm in the chat room and I'm answering as they're watching. And so a lot of people watching it were seeing this for the very first time, or maybe they'd watched, they'd watched the on-demand version a, a while ago, but then they get to be in, in the virtual room with the expert who created and delivered this and asked questions in real time. And then, you know, we had a bit of time for questions afterwards as well. And the reaction, the response to it was even better than we thought it would. And so as a way of of really tapping into the value that's in your library and remembering that, you know, just because a piece of content is maybe two or three years old doesn't mean it can't still be new for someone who didn't see it first time or they weren't a member first time. So refreshing that content 
and giving people the opportunity to to ask you those questions and stuff like such a no-brainer thing to do so those uh, watch parties combined with the the member discussion roundtables combined with the member huddles like i think just bringing the members together in that way and in a more varied and useful way than just giving multiple different opportunities to ask me and Kali questions, I think has been so, so valuable and we're already seeing um, the difference it's making in the community. Yeah, and I think we've got a really nice balance now between that access to us and access to other members and live calls and, yeah. and things. And, and then yeah, fantastic being... content as well. So yeah. we've kind of taken, we, we always talk about the three C's, content, coaching, community. We've got our great content with our training library, um, our templates, our roadmap our matrix we've got a fantastic community um with the forums with the roundtables with the watch parties and then the coaching side of things we've got our huddles um which is kind of almost members coaching other members and then we've got every time i say it i'm like it's basically it is it's private coaching we are crazy for doing it aren't we um yeah, so we've got the Pick Our Brains feature where you get that direct coaching from us. And for our pro members, we've got the the private coaching forum as well. If you don't want to do the video and stuff, we've got a private section in the forum um, where if you post something in there, only myself, Callie, and you will see it. So that's that. it's basically like private messaging in that forum environment for us as well. So... Yeah, we've got a I'm really feeling good balance. Really good about that. But we still get to do little fun things like the scavenger hunt that we did this summer. Yeah, Hannah ran a scavenger hunt, which was awesome fun. So this was a great way to kind of get members looking at different areas of the site that they might not have actually been. So if you're not aware of what a scavenger hunt is, it's basically giving people clues to then go and find other clues around your site. Yeah. So it's a great way to get people to find different pieces of content, different features on your site that they may not be aware of and things like that. And then at the end, there's a fun prize. So everybody who completed ours, for example, they got a t-shirt. Yeah. So and people people go nuts for the yeah. the membership geeks t shirts. Yeah, so I think because you kind of, can't get them anywhere. Because you can't, either. we don't sell them. But yeah, so, so it's, a, that was it's, a, it's a rare prize. Yeah, that was a really nice fun thing to do to kind of just kind of re-energize. Well, that was we did that focus. in the summer as well because most memberships go a little quieter in the summer. Um, so you know, doing that scavenger hunt just injected a little bit more energy into the place. And as Kelly said, it's a good way of sending people off to different pieces of content or different sections of your your website as well that maybe they might not have realized was there and then you give them a reason to go there because that's where the next scavenger hunt clue is um so we had a lot of people take part in that and they really enjoyed it it was it was a lot of fun and we um sent out a lot of t-shirts so again it's great to have hannah back for us to be able to to um do that so yeah Lots of real positive changes inside the academy. There's a couple of things that we've done outside of the academy over the last year that we'll just briefly touch on. Some of you will know what the words member intel mean. Um, <laughs> member intel has, um, it, it, it's been kind of bubbling away um, in the background for a while. It's basically, it's 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 an analytics um platform for memberships all the key performance indicators um churn rate revenue growth rate trial conversions um 
obviously all your sales and your member info. It's basically a big, amazing um, stats and, and analytics service for online memberships, which has been in development for a number of years. And um, we talked about this on past anniversary episodes. We kind of did have to put it on hiatus during the pandemic because so much shifted that we had to totally shift our focus and reprioritize some things. But over this last year, I think in this last year, more progress has been made on member Intel than during any period before. Um, I've really been putting a lot into it and it's officially entered probably about four months ago, five months ago, it officially entered alpha testing stage. So we have selected members who are actually using it for their own site. Now, we'll see a big, big part of that is just making sure that, you know, we're spotting any bugs that might come up because um, we've been using this for ourselves since like 20, 2018, 2019, maybe. Um, so we have live memberships that are using this now, uh, which has enabled us to push forward in that development and, and be able to invite even more members. So, yeah, this has kind of been going at full steam over the last year. Very, very excited about getting this in the hands of more people and hope that within the next few months we'll be moving into beta testing, opening it up to even more people. For the foreseeable future, it's only going to be available to Academy members who are on our pro tier. That's the second time I mentioned that. You might wonder what we're talking about. I'm gonna We're going to talk about that a little later. Um, so it's only like even just with, with our testers, you have to be a member to even be able to apply to be a, a tester. Um, when it launches fully, again, initially it will only be available to our academy members on the pro tier as part of the membership, but longer term you'll be able to sign up for it as a separate thing as well. So, yeah, that's been exciting. It's been a big part of what I've been working on. Um, something else that we've done in this last year, which we've not been able to do for a long time, is actually host uh, a live in-person mastermind event yeah this was great fun so we were we were going to our friend andrew and pete's event in newcastle atomicon and we thought we knew there's going to be some members in the room coming for this event so let's actually piggyback on that and we'll see if anyone's interested in doing a little mastermind day with us yeah. so we limited it to six people so that everybody had plenty of time um and yeah it was great the you know the spot sold out really quickly so it was great to see that people were interested but yeah this was a great day six membership site owners and us in a in a room together um all getting to brainstorm on their biggest membership challenges so yeah, yeah that was a really good fun day yeah and you know it, it's something that we used to do fairly regularly we'd always anytime we were going to conferences more particularly in the u.s yeah we'd always look at okay is this somewhere our members are likely to be or likely to be able to travel to? And so we'd always try and arrange a mastermind day uh, after the event. It was always funny, though, because most of the people who came, weren't <laughs> they weren't at the event. But like, so they traveled in just for our mastermind day, which, again, is very gratifying. But, you know, the fact that we were in San Diego and we wouldn't be there if not for, for the conference just gave us that opportunity. So... For a number of years, we would organize these on the back of pretty much any conference we would go to. And we did a couple here in the UK as well, and a whole bunch in America. But obviously, with the pandemic, that stopped. So this is the first time we've been able to do this again. It's just so amazing, again, just to get people in a room together, focused on problem solving and helping each other out with their membership. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
It was a lot of fun and we're looking forward to hopefully doing some more of those in the future on both sides of the Atlantic. Uh, we also launched something else. Very exciting, very different from anything we've done before. For basically since 2015, when we first launched the Academy, uh, we have not taken on consulting or coaching clients purposefully yeah. and, and we get at least a few emails a week saying can yeah. i hire you for private yeah work like we are we're very very this is blown our own trumpet but we're very in demand um from people who want to just throw a whole bunch of money at us for us to go in there and be their coach and consult for them and it's very flattering but we're we've never been driven by 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 that and having done the consulting stuff before like that's that's where we were at we had the agency we we worked direct with memberships we were like neck deep working in partnership with some very successful memberships um so it was a case of being there done that but again you always get the itch there's always people you want to work with in more detail there's always you know really being able to to unload your superpowers by by just intimately focusing on just one membership. And I think the pick our brains thing maybe lit the spark on that. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah, I, I, we love the membership. We love, you know, being able to cater to thousands of people and help thousands of people. But it's nice to just go deep with just one focal point, one membership, one problem. Um, and so for the first time since 2015, we made ourselves available directly for private coaching through our membership accelerator vip days yeah and we've been quite quiet about these because we've only got a couple of spots per month where we do them and because initially we weren't sure whether we would like them would, <laughs> would, would enjoy doing them because you know you've got to blow those cobwebs off after eight years of not doing any coaching um but we we like it yeah they've been really good fun um really useful to us as well as to the people yeah. that we're helping as well um and so yeah what we we, you know, if you know us, you know that we're always looking at what's the best way that we can do something that is both good for us in terms of how it's run. It's not going to be too demanding in terms yeah. of needing lots of dates in the diary or, um, you know. Basically being on the clock all the time. Like, you know, we don't want it to be a case of um, anything we're doing on a coaching side takes takes us away from focusing on the membership. The membership's always been our main focus. Yeah, and so the way that we came up with for this is to actually, we've got six particular VIP days that you can book where it's yeah. focused on a particular topic from launching your membership to improving your retention, improving your sales, improving your management. So we came up with these six specific programs, essentially, that we can help you with in a day, depending on what your issue is, yeah. um, with scope for it being completely personal um yeah, tailored can, as well yeah, you can still have something um, a bit more tailored it costs a little bit more honestly like we charge a little more for that because there's more work involved in it um but we've we've kind of structured these so that there's pre-work for you to do so that you you have all the data you have you know the key areas you've thought about them you've got clarity on on how you um want to make best use of the time because we want we want it to be so that the time we come together either in person or on zoom because we give people the option of, yeah. of both we can either we can come to you you can come to us or we do it on zoom um but we want that time together to be 
like all killer, no filler. We don't want to spend like three hours being like, okay, so tell me about your membership. We we, we get, get all, all that, that done first, first yeah, and before we see each other or speak to each other. And also it's kind of a misnomer calling it a VIP day because we actually... It's include, two days, isn't it? Well, no, it's oh. not. It's it's 30 days because we include... We yeah. have the, the main kind of day where we're on the calls or we're in person, but then it also includes 30 days access to us afterwards via email or if you want to hop on another call or yeah. anything like that as well. So And we, more, we, we put together a whole action plan for yeah, you and like everything that. like I that creating the action plans yeah I'm, I'm a geek in that respect so yeah so we put together these days that work well for us that fit into our diary nice and easily and that we love hosting and that also give you the best results in the shortest possible period of time as well rather yeah. than needing to commit to a six-month coaching package or something like that yeah definitely and we've already had the opportunity to work with some just incredible people incredible memberships and help strap that rocket onto the back of their business um and so, yeah, it feels good to be able to, you know, crack the knuckles, flex the muscles and just get in there and do amazing yeah. stuff at, at that level um, with with our VIP accelerators. Yeah. And we have been quite quiet about them so far. So if you're yeah. wondering where you can find them, it's at membershipaccelerator.com. Yeah. And we will be linking to them more clearly on the Geeks and Academy site soon as well. To yeah. Uh, Definitely, we're very much looking forward to running more of these VIP days going forward. And again, it is one of those things where, you know, because it's not something that's financially driven for us, we're doing it because we want to help more people. Um, and we, it all sounds cheesy, but we do, we like making a difference. And not because, I don't know about you, like, like making a, a difference, like helping people. Like this is the benevolent side of things, but also it just makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's good for my ego to know that I've like helped really, really helped someone get successful. Like I know that's maybe a little selfish, but like I feel good when we've done amazing work and really helped people out. Yeah. Um, and I like the ripple yeah. effect because of what we do, yeah. because we're helping membership site owners who are then helping people with whatever their topic is. Yeah. I always like that ripple effect as well. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, some of the people we've worked with already, like genuinely like inspiring to us, like some of the work that some of the people we've, we've um, hosted the IPs days with are doing is like, wow. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, I'd actually quite privileged to be involved with something like that so yeah you'll be hearing more about stuff like that as as we go forward um but you can check out membershipaccelerator.com if that's something you're interested in and it is a it's a it's a big thing for us to to actually open ourselves up to doing that after being so adamant about you know no you cannot hire us as a coach you cannot we're not doing coaching ever again i think i'd even come up with like the most ridiculous hourly rate for coaching. It's like, it, you know, if you want me to coach, it'll cost you $8,888.88 per hour. And that's just because my favorite number is eight. And because I wanted to make it adamantly clear we're never coaching. But yeah, we're coaching now. But as part of our very structured, very strategically organized VIPDs. So it's a significant addition, but... Let's finish with perhaps the most significant change we've ever made to Membership Academy. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We need dramatic music there. Um, we've introduced Literally two, this week. Literally this week. Like we've we've just finished the, the promo campaign where we announced this. We've introduced new tiers 
to the academy. Yeah, and this is something we'd we'd thought about for a while, um, particularly this year, just reading the room essentially in terms yeah. of, you know, there's a lot going on in the world and a lot of places are having this cost of living crisis at the moment. A lot of people are being impacted by everything that's happening. And, and what we've always wanted to do is make having a membership site, a successful membership site as well, as accessible to people as possible. Yeah. And so when we were looking at, well, what can we do? You know, as we've added more features to the Academy, as we've bought in things like the pick our brains and stuff, the price of the Academy has gone up and it's still very reasonable for what it's, you get. It's crazy for it's, what you get, but we haven't, we haven't put the price up since we introduced the pick our brains feature. No, no. We put the price up what back in 2022, 2021, 2020, November, 2021, I believe it was. Yeah. We put the price up and we've not put it up again since then. We probably will in the next few months. Mm. Um, but yeah, we haven't put the price up again we didn't want to do that but we also wanted to have an option that was going to be more accessible for people as well because yeah. now we're at that 65 dollar a month mark it is that little bit more of a stretch for for yeah. people especially if your membership's not already up and running you're not already making income it's that little bit harder for people especially with the current economy and everything that's going on in the world so yeah and, and also you know for some people that 65 a month is a little bit of a stretch but knowing that and taking into account what's going on in the world like we know that we need to be charging more for the full for everything for all the things for all the great content and private coaching and small group masterminds and member roundtables and the member only theme and then member intel will be coming into it further down the road our member missions like we need to be charging more for that because it's it's crazy value um that that yeah, people charge more for a lot less people charge a hell of a lot more for a hell of a lot less and but and that's not what it's about it's just you know there needs to be that that balance between yeah. um the value you give people because if people are paying too far less for for crazy amounts of value you get this thing where they don't value it as much yeah. themselves and they don't they don't commit to using it uh, as well so just like we knew we had to do something because we didn't want to put that price up because of the cost of living crisis because we knew it would make things too inaccessible for too many people and um it, it is that thing where if we again it's not just altruism. It's not just being benevolent, amazing people. If there's a selfish motive, if we help you become a successful membership owner, then obviously you're going to have the motivation and the financial resources to continue being a member of our membership for much longer. If you want to get purely like mercenary, if you just want to get pure like I was going to say Mark Cuban, but we kind of like Mark Cuban. But we want to get just down to like the numbers, like show me the money. It's more financially rewarding for us to help better your financial situation with your membership. We make you successful. You're going to stay because of course you're going to stay. But if you can never get to that point, because it's, it, it's, there's too much of a barrier to entry to even join and get started on the journey, then nobody wins right like we have a vested interest in helping people become successful with their memberships it is the 
you know, it's it's the really positive um, loop, that feedback loop there. And yeah. yeah, what we didn't want happening was people being pushed into cheaper alternatives where the standard of training was is just really poor or the advice is out of date or the people teaching didn't actually have real experience. And that's not us bagging on on competitors. It's just like we know this industry, we know this game, and we didn't want people being forced by the financial situation into investing money in stuff that, you know, investing limited money that they have into stuff that wasn't going to get them results. So we were in a real catch-22. Yeah, we didn't want to put the current price up, but we also, it doesn't make any sense to lower the current price. Or to take things away from the academy. Exactly. We didn't want to, we want to make things as accessible as possible, but without kind of cannibalizing what we already have essentially and also you know another part of this we're talking about it from the aspect of people you know maybe not necessarily being able to afford the current academy price and things like that but also there's some people who are members for example who they don't want the coaching they don't want the community aspects like the live calls and things like that they just want the content and they want the forum yeah or just the content in a lot of cases so for them maybe if they're reconsidering their costs and things, looking at what they're paying for the academy compared to the parts of it that they use, it's not necessarily, it's still good value, I would say, just for the content, but it's not necessarily... That's great value. If they're not using everything that the membership includes, then, yeah, I don't blame some people for thinking, well, I'm not using it all, so actually, you know, do I want to stay around? So all of this led us to think, well, what can we do then? How can we create something that makes the academy even more accessible to people, makes it even easier to start your membership or grow your membership and also helps those members as well who aren't using everything that's currently in the academy. Yeah. And so we've in, we, after having basically one membership level for the last eight years, we now have two, we have Academy standard and we have Academy pro. So Academy pro is basically the main offering it's everything that we've always had it's the great content and all that plus the stuff we've talked about um the coaching the huddles the live calls the member only theme um an academy standard is it's the fantastic content the email templates the roadmap the growth matrix um the the member community the forum and you know the perks the discount without the additional coaching without the um the huddle masterminds the round tables and stuff like that so you know we talked we we bring it up a few times as we've been talking about the it's not division but you know seeing the the member base who they're kind of a little more they're maybe just either self-directed or they they're more, mainly focused on training and learning um so they're more about the community sorry they're more about the the content um and maybe they're just not in a place where they benefit from having the the coaching access to us or where they would benefit from the mastermind stuff or maybe they're already in a mastermind or maybe they already have a coach and they don't want to add to that so we definitely have members who they extract value from just the content and just the community which is fantastic we love that they do um so the academy standard membership caters to them. Yeah, and it's a it's a 
low cost so it's 39 dollars a month so it's crazy it's crazy value as we said before you know we could sell the roadmap separately for quite thousands you know we've got that growth matrix now as well and again when we were talking about what do we include in this we had people saying to us well you shouldn't include the roadmap in that you shouldn't yeah. include the matrix in you that. don't you include just like have a- your training like you should just have your courses and workshops and yeah. you know people need to upgrade to get that roadmap and that matrix but for us again it was kind of like well if you start piecemealing our content, we're yeah. not going to be able to help you get the results that you want. And the whole thing about this is making it as accessible as possible for you to create your membership site or to grow your membership site. And if we're limiting the content that you can have for that, so if we're not including our roadmap for that in that, for example, then that's not going to help you launch start your a membership. membership. Yeah, you know. So for us, it was kind of that no-brainer of no. Actually, we include all of the content in that, and yes maybe that maybe we're leaving money on the table by doing that and not forcing people to upgrade to to get kind of our best stuff but yeah actually this is all about making it as easy as possible for you to start and grow your membership and it makes it it makes it clearer between the standard and the pro yeah so the standard gets you the fantastic the crazy valuable content that we have and our member community so yeah the signature roadmap course, the membership growth framework, um, all of our training library, so the courses on Facebook ads and branding. And so it's not just the standard is for getting up and running. Basically all of our training that you can sit and consume yourself and learn what you need to learn and have the, the forum there to post your questions and stuff like that. But then for the people who need more, who want all of that, but they also need maybe a little more hand-holding, they need they want the ability to send us video messages to ask us questions to get that coaching from us they want the additional support and accountability and advice from their fellow membership owners through mastermind calls they you know things like the roundtable discussions on the high level topics in the membership world the member missions which are insanely popular which again it's not about oh here this month you're going to learn this thing it's more giving you direction and accountability and and focus. So the people who want more, the people who really want to accelerate what they're doing, who want to level up, and they're in a position to benefit from that, they, they've got that Academy Pro tier available, which gives you everything, and the member-only theme as well, um, just as a little sweetener. So that's available at the price that the Academy is always not as always been that the academy has been for the last couple of years it's currently 65 dollars a month and that's for every that's still insane because you're getting the coaching stuff we did kind of consider well do we just like if the challenge was we can't put the price up beyond 65 dollars do we just leave that as the standard price and then charge like in the hundreds at a higher tier because we're giving people private coaching and small group masterminds but no i think our mission of really just wanting to be accessible make the the best resource on launching and growing a membership as accessible to people as as we can um made sense to do things the other way so the core content and the core community is there for our academy standard members at 39 dollars a month which is crazy i mean that's what we were charging for the academy in like 2016 2016 to around about 2017 i think 2018 we were charging 39 dollars. so like 
and actually i think there's more in there's, there's well there is more we didn't have the roadmap we didn't have the, the growth, growth matrix the growth game plans the growth game plans all of the master classes yeah. so that's like 39 bucks a month which is insane and then the academy pro all that great stuff with the private coaching the pick up brains feature the missions the group mastermind huddles the round tables all that stuff um yeah and so it's exciting the response has been very positive. Like we've had emails from people like literally thanking us for making, like having this more affordable, more accessible option um, because, you know, some people are, are struggling and or some people are going through periods where, you know, they're not struggling day to day, but they're definitely more mindful about, Am I am I squeezing every ounce of value out of these things that I'm paying for? And if not, I should put it on hold. I should cancel and then come back when I'm going to use it all. And so if we're adding more stuff in for the people who who need all the things, then that just that just amplifies. Like if I'm just using I'm just using the training library and posting in the community, and the, that's like that's now just x percent you know anyway so it's very exciting the launch campaign went very very well um lots of new people joining as academy standard lots of people joining as academy pros because you know we're highlighting all the amazing extra value through that um it was a little daunting there's yeah, probably there'll probably be challenges particularly in like the marketing and the messaging side you know it's yeah it becomes more of the thing of like you know how do we emphasize how both of these are great but for different people without without playing down the standard or without underselling the pro um but that's a challenge for zoe our copywriter <laughs> she's she's the words wizard um but yeah it's very very exciting and it just gives us scope to do more it gives us scope to do a lot more for both kind of tiers and both groups of people the ones who um, or a little more self-directed and the ones who want that more coaching and you know that next level of, of support from us so it's funny when we were initially kind of thinking about this year's episode well, there's not much to talk there's about. there's not much to talk about <laughs> and we've ended up running to almost 90 minutes but hopefully it's been useful for you getting that behind the scenes look um at year eight. Oh, was it year seven Is no it year eight we've done eight years we've, have we we're have in the, year nine now we're in year nine. We're in year That's nine. That's how now. they work. It's not yeah. like with birthdays, is no, it? No, it's exactly the same as birthdays. Oh, it's not because it is. But we're ninety we're minutes in. My brain is <laughs> melting. I'm also forty years old now, and so you know, my brain. I mean, it was never really functional, was it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying anything. Are we? So we're into year nine yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, we're in the ninth year now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I think this is showing it's a very good time to end this um podcast again in terms of what the future holds um there's a lot of changes we've made that have been very recent to this episode going out so truthfully much of the next 12 months is is seeing how that goes adjusting refining um everything around that really locking in things like our sales funnels our emails our messaging again around the fact that not only do we have um you know, more options to join the academy, but things like the VIP accelerator days um, are now an option. And yeah, you'll be hearing more about those. Member Intel is going to be a big focus too, but otherwise just continuing to show up and serve our fantastic members and keep rocking the, the membership industry and 
helping you out every other week here at the Membership Geeks podcast. But for now, we shall let you get back to whatever it is you were doing. Hopefully, we haven't outstayed our welcome too much on this little celebration of our anniversary. So, yeah, it's been a, a good year for the Academy. Yeah, happy membershiping. Yeah, happy membershiping. All right, we shall leave it there. Thank you, as ever, for joining me for another episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, especially one as special as celebrating this big anniversary. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time. We've got a great episode on using online summits to sell your membership with the fantastic Krista Miller from Summit in a Box. One of my favorite interviews, an extremely useful one. So join me back for that in two weeks' time and make sure you bring a notepad because there are a lot of takeaways. But for now, I'm out of here and I'll be back again very soon with another installment of the Membership Geeks podcast. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com.